What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Royals Recap, hosted by me, Jacob Milham, and we are here to talk about the Wednesday night, April 5th game between the Kansas City Royals and the Toronto Blue Jays. And unfortunately, it is uh, had a very similar result to, well, most of the 2023 games so far for the Kansas City Royals. The Royals lost three to nothing. Yes, another big old nothing burger from the Kansas City Royals. But hey, at least they did not get no hit. They did register two hits against the Blue Jays. Four walks and seven strikeouts. Not exactly... Um, not exactly all-star numbers from the Royals lineup today. Now, granted, the Royals were without manager Mac Quatrero, who tested positive for COVID-19 shortly before game time on Wednesday. So maybe that does have something to do with it. But unfortunately, the sticks have just been quiet so far for the Kansas City Royals in 2023. It is yet another shutout for the team. And I mean, unfortunately, he... They're just stuck at the bottom of the of the AL offensive output so far. Like there's no there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The Royals, despite having some of the pressure taken off from finally scoring a run earlier on this week, they you know, we all kind of moved on from that, it seems like a little bit, but they are still having one of the worst offensive starts after opening day in Royals history. How long is this going to be able to go on before fans should rightfully start complaining and get worried? For me personally, it is about the 10 game mark. I think that's when we need to see some major changes and we need to see, you know, something happen. I I understand it's it's a 162 game season, but still six games in and you've already registered multiple shutout games. That is not what you want to see. And especially, it is so frustrating when you see these veteran starts get wasted away behind no offensive support. I mean, tonight was a great example. So Holtz, talked about it a little bit on Twitter. He said, quote, tonight was Grinky's, Zach Grinky's 160th career start of six plus innings and one runs allowed or fewer. That is great stuff. That is what you want to see from the top of your rotation. And what do the Royals give him? No offensive support whatsoever. Granke logs a quality start. He does get the seven hits. He, he walks a batter and he's got four strikeouts. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. That is what you want from Zach Granke at this point of his career. But these these potent hit it, hitters, excuse me, just aren't getting it done you know Vinny Pascantino he's getting on base good for him I love seeing the Sasquatch come out of the Royals Hall of Fame but at the end of the day what is it what does it matter let's look right at the top of the lineup here Bobby Wood Jr. MJ Melendez Vinny Pasquantino those are the three pillars if you will for the Kansas City Royals moving forward I feel like most Royals fans can agree to that you know, you could add Michael Massey. You can add Drew Waters in there if you would like. We haven't seen him yet this season. But Witt, Melendez, and Pasquantino are really the three players that people are preaching about will be the future of the Kansas City Royals. And tonight, hitless. All of them. Pasquantino did have two walks. Granted, he got on base. Good for him. Witt struck out once. 
He's been having some major strikeout issues and has been looking baffled by fastballs this year. Uh, granted, that's something that they can fix. It is easily fixable according to the Royals' track record of their batting coaches. But still, this isn't his rookie year anymore. MJ Melendez, all the all the gripes that fans have had about him in the outfield. You know, you could just kind of pass those on to the uh, to the batter's box as well. You got two strikeouts, left four men on base tonight, and it's not like the it's not like the Royals are moving players around. They left six runners on base in total, and we're zero for four with t- with runners in scoring position. That is, I I gotta go back and do the math, but. Wow, how bad has this team been with runners in scoring position? And I understand it is a a Wednesday night. It is a work night. Not a whole lot of folks are going to be clamoring to go out to Kauffman Stadium, especially with these parking prices. All right, but you're telling me that just a hair over 10,000 fans were on the attendance at Kauffman Stadium tonight with the Toronto Blue Jays in town, one of the AL East's top contending teams arguably one of the american league's top picks to go to the world series and they they can't even get a good crowd in i mean i saw some of the i saw some of the pictures of kaufman stadium 10 minutes before first pitch thanks to kcsn's tucker franklin and there's just there's I, i wouldn't say nobody because that's a lie but dang does it look empty it is rough it looks like a minor league like a middling minor league crowd out there on a wednesday night and that is not very good and especially you're considering all these other factors the royals have given fans the promotions to go out to Kaufman. They've given them the ticket prices with the $5 tickets. They haven't given them the parking prices with $20 and $30 just to go watch a team lose. But that's the thing. Fans aren't going to go out to Kaufman Stadium with a losing product on the field. And so far in this first homestand of 2023, that is all fans have been treated to so far. They have been treated to great starting pitching for the most part, a pretty dang good bullpen as well, outside of some other uh, some people that we'll talk about later on in the show. But an abysmal offense. Not a whole lot of folks are going to go out to a baseball game and watch a pitcher's duel, even with the pitch clock. I think tonight was a great example. The game itself only lasted two hours and 17 minutes. That is great. That is great for a weekday game. I would love that length for every single evening game of the 2023 season. But for the most part, it was a pitcher's duel. Okay. There wasn't a run logged until the sixth inning. And there was only two more runs logged in the eighth inning. Like it's not like it was an electric game at all. Let's be honest. Fans aren't going out there to watch that. They're going out there to watch home runs. They're going out there to watch Framil Rays hit balls over the over the fountains. They're going out there hoping that MJ Melendez makes contact and gets one into the fountains. As long as this offense remains quiet for the Kansas City Royals, I don't see fans really having a reason to go out to Kaufman other than 
baseball is America's pastime. That's that's it. Maybe there's a good promotion going on. Maybe it's cheap or you figure out some way to teleport yourself into Kauffman Stadium so you don't have to pay for parking. I don't know. You, you got some options there, but I think you have a better chance of finding a way for teleportation to along the third baseline than for the Kansas City Royals to have consistent offensive output so far in the 2023 season. So there is that. Now, we talked about how good Zach Greinke looked tonight. Um, and unfortunately, the the guy who caught quite a bit of the, the flack against the Toronto Blue Jays was Taylor Clark. I really like Taylor Clark's 2022 season. I wanted to see more of him in 2023, and I, I still feel like he warrants a spot in the bullpen. But he came in, two innings of relief, three hits, two earned runs, including a home run, and also a walk and a single strikeout. Not exactly what you want to see. And then plus, you get over the flip side of that, and just he was getting absolutely shellacked by the Blue Jays. Three batters in a row, he surrendered three hits. Okay, This is where all of his earned runs came from in the eighth. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., great batter going to be in the MVP conversation for a good part of 2023, I imagine. He hit a home run. StatCast had it at 107.9 miles per hour exit velocity. Next guy up, Dalton Varsho, hit a home run off of Carlos Hernandez last night. It looked pretty dang good, and he got another one. Not another home run, at least, but he hit a double. The exact same exit velocity, according to StatCast, 107.9 miles per hour exit velocity. And then not to be outdone, Chapman comes up, hits a RBI single, a ball that I wouldn't say had no business being an RBI, but it didn't really have any business being an RBI. But it turned into one because he hit it yet again, according to StatCast, 107.9 miles per hour off the bat. Three batters in a row having the exact same exit velocity off of Taylor Clark. He was getting shellacked. It was not a great evening from Taylor Clark. And then Dylan Coleman, a guy who I was pretty high on in the offseason, you know, coming out of driveline, really liked a lot of the stuff that he was showing. And I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him. Honestly, I there there is some concern on my part about, hey, is this guy okay? Because he's known for his fastball. He's known for this fastball that can touch triple digits but sits pretty comfortably between 97 and 99 miles an hour. And he comes into the ninth with his team down, facing three pretty good batters, Gavin Biggio, George Springer, and Bo Bichette. And between those three batters, he throws four fastballs, four fastballs the entire time. Like, okay, maybe it's a maybe it's a matchup thing. But even those fastballs, the fastest one was 93.5 miles an hour. That is very uncharacteristic for Dylan Coleman. And we saw similar things happen to other relievers. I don't want to jinx it because I don't want it to be as bad as other relievers. But former Kansas City Royals relievers have just had sudden velocity issues, and it's not good. Okay, 
So it's it's something to keep an eye on with Dylan Coleman. He threw a lot of sweepers tonight, according to uh, Baseball Savant. Not really a huge fan of his uh, of his sweeper. That's just me. He did. I will say this though. Got to you got to give the guy props where they come in. He did get one strikeout with the sweeper. So there is that. But man, if he doesn't have that fastball going, you have to wonder what Dylan Coleman's 2023 season outlook is like for the Kansas City Royals. Coming up, we will have some post-game interviews courtesy of Bally Sports. And let's see who we hear from. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Royals recap with me, Jacob Milham, talking about this 3-0 loss to the Toronto Blue Jays on April the 5th. Um, we have Paul Hoover coming to the podium tonight. He is the interim manager while manager Matt Quatrero is out after testing positive to COVID-19. He talks a bit about Zach Greinke's stellar start. With that, with that lineup and for him to get through six innings, <clears throat> unfortunate, um, a play that he's going to make 99 out of 100, 100 out of 100, and for whatever reason, tonight was not the night, but unfortunate for Zach that we, we ended up giving up a run, but he, he was outstanding. Play. Did he just rush through that? Yeah, I'm not. I didn't talk to him. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but obviously he he makes that play all the time. And um, tonight is unfortunate that he didn't make that play. Is there a conversation about sending Grinky out for the seventh at seven seven pitches, or was that not his? Oh, we were talking about it going into the sixth, but with the heavy workload in that sixth inning, we, we felt he did his job, and we, we we were good with getting him out. What did you see from Manoa today? I mean, you know, when he started the game, his velo, what I remember seeing last year um, in Tampa is just that his velo, his velo was a little bit better, but uh, he started slow. But he's just, that's what he does. He mixes speeds, he changes locations, and he's, he's a good one. I mean, he's, he's an opening day starter, and he, he's a good one that put some good swings on. We just couldn't, couldn't get that, that big hit. Did the approach seem good at the plate for your guys? I mean, you did draw four walks off him, right? Yeah, and I mean, we, we, we had good at, we had good at bats. He's he's a number one, and it's it's tough to muster up a lot versus first guys like that. But we had good at bats. We've been having good at bats all year. We're not we're not getting exactly what, what we're showing, but but if we continue to have the good at bats that we're having, we're, we're going to be okay. When that plus. Uh... Give him the kind of the run. Yeah, I mean, when we're getting starting pitching like we've been getting, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a bummer that we, we can't string a couple to get him some more runs to give him a little bit more of a cushion. But that's baseball too, right? So all they can do is continue to have the good at bats that they've been having, and the results we just kind of live with the results. How was it for you in the <clears throat> running the show? Yeah, it was, I mean, the first couple innings are pretty easy. Then, then you know, just fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, you start getting a little, starts getting a little fast for you. But that, that I guess that that's part of it. Yeah, it was really, really good to see. You know, he gets in there and um, has an easy, clean inning, which is something we know he can do. And we're hoping he can get back to doing more of that soon. Up next, we have Royals first baseman Vinny Pasquantino talking about the team's offensive struggles so far in the 2023 season. He just did a nice job. He's their opening day starter for a reason, and, you know, hats off to him. When you get 
Yeah, it's really frustrating. Um, he goes out there and works his tail off like that and holds them to one run and you know, should have been zero runs. I got to catch that ball, but um, yeah, we we just got to do better. That's that's it. We gotta we gotta step on the gas pedal a little bit more. Not that we're not, but you know we just gotta figure something out. Are you liking the the way that you're approaching the yeah, bats as, as a team? Um, just the results aren't falling. Yeah. Um, I think guys are taking a lot of pride in how hard we're hitting the ball, um, and it's kind of a it's a weird debate nowadays. Like what matters? What matters is scoring runs. So we got to find a way to do it. We're in a little bit of a rut right now. What are we? One and five. So one and five. And we just got to figure out a way to put some runs on the board. That's that's all that matters. That that play that you were talking about, just yeah. read that and the way that it came in, was it just uh, kind of low? And uh, that throw. Just got it's a play that's got to be made by me. Uh, I take a lot of pride with what I do at first base, and then I'm gonna lose a little bit of sleep over that one tonight. And I gotta I gotta do a better job. I gotta dig that out for Bobby and for Zach. They're working way too hard for me to not be able to dig that ball out. So for me, you know, I just gotta get back out there tomorrow and see what happens. Was that one of those kind of in-between hops where you were, which way you had the glove turned, or is it? Yeah, just a, just a normal pick. Just gotta, gotta make that play. You've been playing long enough. You know that tomorrow could just be a new day, right? And that way you guys have to. Right. I mean, two days ago we came out swinging and put up some runs and we won and. That's the beautiful thing about baseball, right? As we get back out there tomorrow, we're one and five, and that could flip really quick. So, for us, we just gotta. You know, Jordan takes the ball tomorrow. We're gonna we're gonna play our ass off behind him, and we're gonna give it everything we got. That is going to do it for this edition of the Royals Recap presented by Royals Review. Please go check out all the work from the team over at RoyalsReview.com. You can also follow them on Twitter and on Facebook at Royals Review. But thank you everyone for supporting me once again. This is Jake Milham. And until next time, go Royals!